From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Screeners Podcast. My name is Chris. This is Chad. I'm Melody. I'm Josh. And I'm Daniel. And we're back again to talk all things media. We got a jam-packed episode this week, guys. We're talking about Spider-Man Homecoming, Baby Driver, and our top three bad movie titles. But before we dive in, I wanted to invite everyone who's listening to join in on the discussion at our Facebook page. That's definitely where we uh, talk a lot about movies, have up-to-date news, and we just love to connect with you there uh, through uh, your likes on the particular podcast episode, as well as... The questions that we ask throughout the week, we love hearing your responses, and I know we're going to go through some of those when we get to our top three this week. All right, guys, uh, let's go ahead and dive in to our double header episode, Spider-Man Homecoming and Baby Driver. What's up, guys? So to become an Avenger, are there like trials or an interview? Do me a favor. Can't you just be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man? Just stay close to the ground. Spider-Man from YouTube. Can you summon an army of spiders? No, Ned, no. Do you know him too? I stole his shield. Can I try the suit on? Badass. The rich and the powerful, like Stark, they don't care about us. The world's changing, boys. Time we change too. These weapons are crazy dangerous. Listen, Peter, forget the flying monster guy. There are people who handle this sort of thing. I got this. All right? Yeah. The IMDb description reads, Peter Parker, with the help of his mentor Tony Stark, tries to balance his life as an ordinary high school student in New York City while fighting crime as his superhero alter ego Spider-Man when a new threat emerges. All right, everybody, here we are at Spider-Man Homecoming. This is the third Spider-Man franchise we've had in 10 years and the sixth Spider-Man movie overall. Uh, wow. On Twitter, Yes, six. It's crazy. So uh, on Twitter crazy. this week, we ran a poll asking everybody, now, now that Homecoming is out, what is their favorite Spider-Man movie? And actually, Spider-Man Homecoming won fairly decisively uh, with 39% of the vote. Spider-Man 2 was second. Amazing Spider-Man was third, and Spider-Man was fourth, with no votes for the other two movies. So wait, wait, hold on. So somebody voted <laughs> for the Amazing Spider-Man at all? Oh yeah, it yeah. beat out. It beat out the original Spider-Man. Wait, it so came that's in the third reboot, place. right? Okay. Yes. Yeah, those people so. are not allowed to listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so as we go around and hear opinions on Spider-Man Homecoming, I also want to hear more in detail than we just did. I want to hear what everybody's favorite Spider-Man movie is. Uh, now that Homecoming's out. So, all right, uh, we will go around. We're going to start with Chad. Chad, what did you think of Spider-Man Homecoming? I have to be honest and say that I was in, uh, I was on an extended trip, and I had two nights in a row where I had about three hours of sleep, <laughs> but I knew that if I didn't see it the, the afternoon before my flight left, then I wasn't going to have it done in time for the podcast. So I was pretty sleepy <laughs> when I saw this movie, and I hate it when I'm that way because I was like, I need to, I need to be awake. But that said, I think this movie is really very good, and it's it's not a traditional Spider-Man in the sense that it it doesn't fit what has uh, come to be known as sort of the the very formulaic tentpole action 
uh, comic book adaptation. And it's more along the lines of a comedic, teenage, angsty, high school drama, slash, I guess you could say, slash action movie. In as much as that it is, it is in fact interested in what it's like to be a, a 15-year-old kid and what seems to be very important during that time in, in your life. And it spends a lot of time dealing with that stuff. Now, of course, there's the, there are the action beats in between. Some of those are more successful than others. I do think it is interesting that the director, John Watts, has a background at The Onion. I think that that comes through in this movie a lot in the way that it plays out the comedy. But overall, I do have to say that I did very much enjoy the movie uh, on its own terms for what it was. It wasn't what I expected. But at the same time, I think it got pretty much right what we like about, or what at least I like about the the character of Spider-Man, as he's just a kid. He's a he. You know, we we lift him up as a superhero when in actuality he's a kid who's just doing his best imitation of what he thinks a superhero is, and so he messes up and he goes through all this stuff. So overall, I really did like it. Uh, I don't love it. I think people have really lost their minds with. Uh, the hyperbole about how great they're calling this movie. It's a high 90% something on Rotten Tomatoes, which I understand. Uh, I don't think this is as good as Spider-Man 2. I still think that's the best one overall. Uh, but this is clearly the second best, I think, to me. And it gives me hope for the future because I'm very much interested in the character and the way he's played. Look forward to uh, yeah to the next one. I'm, I'm on board with this, uh, with this new approach, which I think is actually the first time they kind of got the character right. Awesome. Uh, all right. Well, so uh, after that highly positive review, uh, we'll move to Josh. Josh, in addition to telling us what your favorite Spider-Man movie is, uh, the, the better question is: Did you see Spider-Man: Homecoming? No, no, I did not. <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> Spider-Man. Yes, I really I didn't expect that. <laughs> <laughs> You've kind well, of you been seeing a lot lately, Josh. Yeah. Okay, hold on here. You did not expect me to say that. Um, well, for a lot of this, for a lot of these movies that have a background that have a comic background especially we usually start out by saying you know what is your background with the franchise and we didn't really do that with this one so i'm going to bring that in anyway since i'm (laughs) clearly not going to talk about this movie at all wow so my background with the spider-man franchise is i love the spider-man franchise i grew up watching uh the animated series on tv and it was great and i love the character and the setting and this reboot to me okay well so let me back up i saw the first two can't remember whether i saw the actual third movie of the original series and then they rebooted it and the reboot was solely so that the studio could keep the rights to the franchise and at that point i was like i i am out i'm not devoted to toby Maguire as spider-man by any stretch of the imagination but when the studio did that and decided to do the origin story again i just essentially gave up on all Spider-Man movies after that point. And this second reboot did nothing to bring me back in because they're taking Spider-Man and now, of course, he's part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe because who isn't? And <laughs> they've taken, they've somehow made Peter Parker even younger and less serious than he was in the comics. And who is this Aunt B? This is not Aunt B. And... 
Um, now wait, now this is all coming. You haven't seen this movie, right? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, this is this is I mean, really you have no this is like no standing. Ludicrous. I have seen the trailer. <laughs> no standing. You need to just we no need to move on. Honestly, I've can we seen just the move trailer. on, Daniel? I these, please. I know what these characters look like, and I remember Spider Man. Daniel, from Avengers. can we please Someone move stop on? The madness. Seriously, that's, that's all I got. This is not this <laughs> is not worth listening to. No one all needs right. to hear this. Yeah. Melody, uh, I trust that you did see Spider Man Homecoming. So tell us your thoughts on Spider Man Homecoming. And also what your favorite Spider-Man movie is overall. All right. Well, yes, I did see it. I'm happy to say I have participated in the box office madness this summer. And I will also have to say that if there's any superhero out there that I am like just especially dead tired of, it would probably have been Spider-Man prior to (laughs) the last Avengers movie. I was okay i was i enjoyed the first spider-man movie because it was like the first one i'd seen and it was kind of superheroes movies were still new at that time so it was fine but basically in my opinion i i hate them progressive like i don't i don't care if the second one's better i don't even remember i don't care i just have like died to spider-man over the last six movies that he's been in so the first one would have been the first one would have been my favorite prior to seeing this And so, you know, but I went because I'm supposed to go because I love you guys and we do a podcast together. And (laughs) I I was quite sure that this Rotten Tomatoes situation was some sort of, I don't even know, strange anomaly. Uh, But I I, I will have to say that I I do concur with Chad's assessment of this film. Uh, I quite enjoyed it surprisingly enough which is much more surprising because of how much i don't like spider-man right now so i I did i enjoyed it i thought it was really fun it's definitely not a perfect movie i still don't understand how it has a 93 percent around tomatoes that's still very strange to me but it was fun and i loved that it wasn't the origin story i loved that it was its own story its own small story um it was funny it very res- small story. Yeah, it it respected the world, you know, the greater Marvel world, and you know, brought in some of the good things from that world, like some of the funny things from that world, and obviously, you know, anything that that Tony Stark is in, I, I I'm not dead tired of him yet. So, um, <laughs> truth be Does told, he bring magic to the screen truth as be well? Told, not quite. <laughs> not no. quite. I'll be careful with my magic assignments from now on. But anyways, um, I did. I, I really, I liked this movie. And I, I I think I would probably vote with the majority that this may be my favorite Spider-Man movie. Okay. So that, that's wow. what I have to say. All right. So that's a pretty positive review as well. Let's move on to Chris. Uh, Chris, yeah. you are a lover of loving things. Did you love Spider-Man Homecoming? And also, what is your favorite Spider-Man movie so far? Um, okay, so I'm not a huge fan of Spider-Man, just period. I'm a huge comic book reader. I've never been into Spider-Man for some reason. Uh, the movies never really got to me on any level. They just, honestly, just, I don't know. For some reason, I just don't connect with the character as much as I do as, of other comic books um, and comic book heroes. So up until this point, I mean, I'd probably say Civil War. Uh, Captain America Civil War was probably my favorite Spider-Man mm-hmm. movie that he had been in out. up until this point. So, you know, he, he was fine. This movie I I enjoyed. Um, I don't know if I'd say I loved it. I, I liked it. Um, it was very enjoyable. It was well made. I especially liked Michael Keaton in this. He honestly, I wish I would have we spent more time with him uh, in the middle. He kind of goes away uh, for a bit. But I feel like 
he is really what he's kind of the the thing that ties the Marvel Cinematic Universe together with Spider-Man. And I felt like that was it was a really smart way of doing that, letting the villain kind of be the connective tissue. Um, the first scene in this kind of explains and kind of gives a heart to the bad guy. And of course, we slowly see him very Breaking Bad style go from, you know, trying to do the right thing to just full on, uh, I am the one who knocks. So, like, I... I enjoyed his character a lot. I think he brings a lot of, in in my opinion, worth watching. Like I'd say, hey, listen, for Michael Keaton's performance alone, uh, I think it's worth worth seeing the movie. Um, I could have done without Tony Stark really being in the movie. And honestly, what Iron Man does to the Spider-Man character, I wasn't a huge fan of because I felt like it was just another Iron Man. Um I don't know how else to say it other than like uh, there's a big point they make that, you know, if 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 you are, you know, if, if you're nothing without the suit, then you shouldn't have it. But the suit gives him a lot of the abilities that in the comics, I feel like he has um, just because of who he is. And there's not a whole lot of exploration on kind of what is Tony Stark, his what he's he's done to Peter Parker and what Peter Parker can do all by himself. And I feel like it kind of takes away the specialness of who Peter Parker is. Uh, I know there's a scene in, in late in the movie that kind of, you know, shows him kind of figuring out how strong he is. And I appreciated that. But for the most of the movie, I was just like, oh, I could have done with all, with all without all this starkness um, within my Peter Parker. Um, so, for that, I was kind of bummed, but I think everything else worked out really well. Um, the The cast was well done. the The actual plot of the film, I felt like, was probably one of the better Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, plots in a while. Um, there was no blue thing in the sky like you guys mentioned before. It was just a very contained, small, focused story, which I appreciated. So for all those things, I definitely say go see. I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say you have to go see it right now. I liked it quite a bit, but it wasn't something that I was like, yeah, this is the greatest thing ever. And I think a lot of it, like I said before, just has to do with the fact that Spider Man's never been the the thing for me. So uh, that's what I thought of Homecoming. All right, so a mostly yeah. positive review, review yeah. but uh, the the most negative one so far, which is surprising. So, uh, yeah, but there's nothing negative. I mean, it's just it's, you know, oh, positive. It was negative. It was negative. It was, oh, you're negative. Yeah. It was slightly you're negative. negative. For you, oh, please. that was Not pretty negative. Yeah, pretty yes, negative. exactly. For Chris. oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. All right, you so made me sad, Chris. <laughs> no, no, no. You have no right to be sad until you've seen the movie, Josh. <laughs> Listen, Chris just described everything that I was pretty sure about about the movie and all You're the reasons sure. I would hate it. No. I think you would like the Keaton. No. No. I think you'd like like Michael Keaton quite a bit in this. I, I think okay, you'd enjoy maybe the Michael movie. Keaton. But yeah, definitely not Tony Stark, and definitely not the interaction. Yeah. Tony Stark is barely in this movie. Yeah, he's, he's got like fifteen it. minutes oh, total. I, I, well, that, that, it, I don't that's care. not what I, I didn't say. That Tony Stark is. I didn't. That's not that I didn't like Tony Stark. I just didn't like Tony's thumbprint, his footprint in this movie. I wasn't. I didn't mean his screen time. He's a great presence. He's always fun to watch. What I mean is what the character does to the Peter Parker character, right. yeah, I th- think, no, was detrimental. I was agreeing with you, yeah. yeah. I, I was agreeing with that aspect. Again, you can't agree with it because <laughs> you have no idea what he's talking so, about. So, so for That's me... True. He cited the line that was in the trailer that annoyed me. 
So it was. I've already okay. seen that part wow. of the movie. Go ahead. You just guarantee you, really you have no idea really what he's talking talk. about. Yeah, you really shouldn't yes. talk. You have no credibility. Daniel. So I did see this movie. I saw, and I have an opinion on it. Uh, so for me, if there's one thing I could say about this movie, uh, it easily has the best characters of any Spider-Man movie yet. Um, no doubt. All yeah. around. Uh, I thought. I thought Peter Parker was was so well done with Tom Holland. I thought his friends were hilarious. Um, yeah. This is definitely the funniest Marvel movie. I'd say maybe just outside of the Guardians movies, I would say. This is easily the funniest uh, MCU mm. movie yet. Um, I thought it was really hilarious all the way throughout. The small scale of this movie is is what separates it from the rest of the Marvel Universe. Um, it's so small. I loved how throughout the beginning of the movie, he's he really is the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I mean, he's like... Saving bikes, uh, you know, from <laughs> from people stealing bikes and all, just yeah. little little tiny stuff, and and he kind of sucks too, you know. He's not he's not even that good at what he's performing doing. Performing so, for passerby's, you know right. what I mean? Like just yeah, come, exactly. Yeah, that was fun. I loved it. I thought I thought that was great. So when this movie stays small, that's when it's it really yeah. excels. And and uh, and honestly, it, when it stays small, it surpasses a lot of other Marvel mo- most other Marvel movies. I think it's really great in that way. And uh, and Keaton is fantastic. He's Probably the best Marvel villain since Loki, I would say. I mean, he is—he mm. has some really good moments. Um, I agree. Yeah, his backstory is actually interesting. Yeah, it, it is. is. Yeah. And there are some yeah. really surprising moments with him as well that I really loved and didn't see coming. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't think anybody did, yeah. Right, and so I, I love this movie a lot. Now, I do have a few nits to pick with it. When it gets bigger... Um, that's when it starts to kind of not be as great for me. There's a there's a plane sequence here um, that I think is terrible. Uh, it's yeah. just a CGI slog. It's the it's, worst. It's the worst part of the movie. No yeah. doubt, for it me. Is, it's not good at all. Um, but it, you know, other than that, and other than maybe the kind of the a couple of those big bigger set pieces, um, everything else is great. I mean, the high school setting, all of that is fantastic. So um, I really, really enjoyed this movie quite a lot. Uh, it's uh, I would still agree with Chad. I think Spider Man Two is the better uh, Spider Man movie. But yeah, this is this is probably my second favorite. I really, really liked it a lot. Before we go into spoilers, uh, we're gonna go around and tell everybody if they should go see it in theaters rent it or skip it altogether. All right, so we'll go back to Chad. What do you think? I think this is definitely theater worthy. In a world where we have a seemingly endless stream of comic book movies that are getting more and more difficult to differentiate, this one really does stand out. It does something different. It does it in a way that is interesting and funny and joyous and lighthearted. I mean, you're going to, kids would love this movie and adults will as well. I think for me, as far as just straight up comic book films, it's one of the more enjoyable experiences uh, that I've had. I don't think it's the best movie, not at all, but uh, you can do a lot worse. So I think it's worth going into the theater to see. Awesome. Melody, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I I think if I can find it in my heart to actually legitimately enjoy this movie and find it funny, then like probably anybody can. So I I definitely think it's it's worth worth the theater. You'll laugh and you'll have fun. Yep. You're a bad person. You should feel bad, Daniel. I'm taking my vote. (laughs) My (laughs) word. (laughs) You're in control of this, Daniel. I'm ignoring that. I'm ignoring that. Moving to Chris. Chris, what do you vote for? (laughs) 
Yeah, I think you should see this movie in the theater, no doubt. Um, it, it, at least rent it. it yeah, you d- definitely see this movie. It, it's it, it is fun. It is it is different. It's enjoyable. But if 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 it's up in the air and you're thinking like, what movie should I go see? Should I go see uh, the two movies uh, of the two movies that we're reviewing tonight? Should I go see uh, Spider Man Homecoming or Baby Driver? Uh, I'm I'm gonna tell you to go see Baby Driver. Uh, so uh, spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> Sorry, but it's true. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good movies to see in theaters, no doubt, but uh, mm-hmm. this is absolutely worth your time to see in theaters. It's a great movie and great to see on the big screen. All right, and so with that, we will move into spoilers. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? There's so many places it would never occur to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führers brought me off my house in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware of what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. In the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. Then I woke up. Cool. All right. right, So is there anything you guys wanted to talk about spoilers wise? I I was just going to say, I I found some of the stuff that they were trying to do just with the Tony Stark stuff. Did you guys not find that a little bit taking away from Peter Parker's character? Like the fact that he has. I absolutely did. Josh. (laughs) The fact that like his, his spidey, spidey sense is more like AI than no, here's why I didn't. Here's why I didn't because no. at the end we we see that uh, when they're getting ready to go into the press conference and he's which yeah. by the way the ending sequence was great and he's like here's your new, you know, version 3.0 yeah. suit and it has all that stuff, etc. and he turns him down yeah. and he's, you know, he says, Oh, it was a test. And it actually wasn't, it was like a real thing, which yes. I thought was hilarious. That was yes. great. It was, awesome. it was just like the it end is like the end of Iron Man, except he decided right. not to do it rather than what Tony. Yeah. Right. And so when he says he's not going to do it and then he goes back and the suit is on his bed, you'll notice that it's not that new suit. Yes, it it's is. The one that he, no, it's not. No, it is not. The design is completely different. It's not the same one. Oh, oh the, we're talking about the see. version three, but it is the Tony Stark version. The, right. the one that he it's had Tony, throughout the movie. Yeah. Right. It's Tony Stark, Tony Stark version, but not like the new super, super version. Right. And so there, there's certainly an element in it's, there that is where he's learning his stuff, which is why he had the training wheels protocol and all that stuff. And I think part yeah. of that is because he's still learning how to deal with the powers that he has. So it didn't bother me as much. I've seen a lot of people complain about it's just making him like Iron Man. But it didn't come across that way to me per se. Hmm. Um but I understand why some people do. It just didn't bother well, me. Well, look, so for me, like, I knew nothing about this movie going in. I haven't listened to a single review. I haven't, um, I didn't know what the Rotten Tomatoes score was. I knew very little about this movie other than the trailer that I saw before seeing this movie. I was just kind of surprised. A, a little kind of like, why would they take away from his ability to learn? Like, the Training Wheels program, I understand that making sense. But I don't, like, him automatically getting like, access to it. Just I, I don't know. For me, that, that ruined a bit of his character for me because now he's again he's got this kind of like uh, stuff that he didn't design that can be taken away at any time, uh, not necessarily by Stark, but by like somebody with an electronic pulse or whatever. Uh, and now he's no longer the Spider-Man with all those powers. I just I just found it a little like 
an undermining of, of who he is. I think he yeah. still I mean, has powers. He still can do course. like crazy jumps and all that stuff. So no, I know. But I, I'm just saying that I see what you're saying. Like I think it does in a certain way, but I didn't mind it. I I liked it. Like I it, I liked it. Just the makes him similar to Tony. He's sitting there having yeah. a conversation yeah, but why with is himself. That a bad thing. I, I think it's a yeah, cool it thing. Is. Like they do the whole Tony Stark father figure thing, and I was right. I found that intriguing and sweet. I do too. I think that's wonderful. I could have done that without him being exactly like Iron Man, swinging through, talking to his AI friend. Well, and I think that's the only. I think that's the only thing that went one step too far is the is having an AI in the suit yeah. that he talks with. Yeah. I agree that that part of it was probably a little too much like Iron Man, but just like the you know being able to. But to that's have how they X-ray that, vision and all that stuff. Yeah. that's fine, whatever. But that's what he's supposed to be able to do through his mutation, not through. Like Iron Man, Tony Stark's stuff. He's. I mean, I understand whatever the web slinger stuff. I understand that. Fine. That's that's canon. I get it. But he should be able to see through walls or sense through walls, sense danger, all that kind of. That's Spidey sense. That's his thing. That is a thing. Right. But then this comes back to comes back to the creative license to make. I just think that that made it. For so. me, so it just made it worse. That's all I'm saying is, is it just made it too much. He's became too much like Iron Man. Like he's he's able to do exactly what Iron Man to do. He's able to have these AI stuff anyway. So that was just kind of that was my one bummer. And literally, I'm nitpicking right now because I enjoyed this movie. I really did. But that one thing was just like ah. Uh, I cannot believe you hate this movie so much. I know. Yeah, right? I'm very surprised. My name is Chris. I speak for the Josh. For the Josh has no voice. Thank you, Chris. Oh my gosh. Yes. Anyway. This is this is making my heart hurt knowing that somehow I am bringing pleasure to Josh. This is not this is not you, okay. You are bringing a voice so, to okay. the voiceless, Chris. You should be feel proud of yourself. You did a good thing today. <laughs> I'm really not. I'm starting to think like I should just go ahead and reverse all of my feelings. You know what? This movie's fantastic. It's the right thing to do. It's the best movie. So, what did you guys think about um, Michael Keaton being uh, that girl's dad? I thought that was I, a huge surprise. I, I, I liked actually, it a lot. I actually, I actually called that early. Did you really? You, no, did? you did not. Wow. I did. Huh. I did. When they when he went to the party when at at her house and it was like a nice know, house, really nice, super yeah. super mansion, nice house. You were like, that's started, that's the villain's lair. I did. I actually did. <laughs> and so I just I don't you know it was a lucky guess, but yeah. when, especially when he goes up to the door and there's like that long beat, you know it's going to be Michael Keaton when he answers the door because it's like four seconds longer than it should be. But I do think. I do think the reveal of that is really interesting, and I actually I loved the character of the girlfriend. I don't have my IMDb up to to uh, Liz. I think is her name. Yeah, I thought that that character uh, and the chemistry between the two leads was really believable and and very authentic to how teenagers act. I thought it was great. I I, I loved all of that stuff. And the thing is, in that car ride when they're on the way to the dance, so good. So good. He so is good. so menacing when he yes. tells her to get out of the car. That was I want to have a talk with Peter. And you see just the glimpse of the gun in his hand. Yeah. I mean, it's great. It's so, but, so good. But, but the Keaton subtext totally of that. on point. The subtext of that, too, and also the payoff at the end was that he also kind of respected him. Like, that That was yeah. the good thing for me yeah. is that, like, yeah. he didn't turn into the mustache-twirling evil right. villain. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get you. None of that. It was much more subtle, like, listen, just don't mess this up for me. I yeah. just, I yeah. want to do this, make money, and be okay. Can we do, can we agree? And then, you know, Peter Parker's not okay with that. And so, like, that's the thing, like, for me, 
that's why I loved Michael Keaton. That's why I think he made this movie and that character made the movie because he's not that kind of villain. And even at the end, that that post credit sequence, of, shades of gray in his character, fifty yeah. of them. The, the post, the post. Up, <laughs> <laughs> can we mute him? I'm gonna take pot shots all night. Um, this is gonna be great. Uh, what was I gonna say? There was something. Oh, the post credit sequence when oh, yeah. he he is he's saying that he is not going to reveal who yeah. Spider-Man is he just shows that he him is at the end. And then he shows his respect. And yeah, well, I great. just thought that was wonderful. That was a, a very different way of doing a villain to where it is somebody that you're like, okay, yeah, I can, it's a Walter white like thing where he's got a little bit of morality. He's doing this thing for his family, but he's a bad right. guy. He's a bad yeah. dude. There's no doubt doing about bad that. things. And especially yeah. in comparison to most MCU villains, yeah. really yes. most of the villains yeah. are really weak. Uh, no doubt. Part. And this was a great, great choice. And of course, you know, this character exists in the comics, but not like this. Yeah. Um, this is just a great take on it. It was, it was great. Yeah, for sure. Well, anything else in spoilers you guys want to talk about? I'm doing this. I don't. I mean, the one thing that I found a little meh, 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 was the reveal of MJ. Uh, yeah, I was let's like, talk about that what? a little bit. Uh, apparently, uh, apparently, Kevin Feige. How do you say his name? Feige. Feige. Feige whatever. Feige, uh, yeah. He he came out and said that that's not Mary Jane Watson. Like that's not. What? That was just a tease at the end. Yeah. That's so. I was like, w- what when does I read that, mean? that, yeah, it was just like a, a like a teaser, like an Easter egg. Is basically how they meant that, which I think is utterly stupid. That's so she's stupid. not That's MJ. I, 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 according to him, uh, you know, who knows? They could change their mind and have her be MJ that in is the next the movie. Worst. But if not, it's so dumb. Yeah, that is dumb. that is beyond dumb. That is the worst. No, like this this other random nerdy girl is MJ, and I was like, what? Why? Yeah, th- anyway. maybe they. I, I would imagine that they're that Kevin Feige is just kind of. I don't know, teasing fans or something, and they'll probably come back and make her because Zendaya is kind of a for for the teen audience. She's kind of a big a big thing. So for is her she, to just be like a she? teaser or an Easter egg, she she was in like Nickelodeon shows and stuff like that. I think she might be a singer. Oh. I'm not sure, uh, uh, but yeah, I think I think they're gonna change their mind, or maybe he was just joking. I don't know. You know, Daniel, how you were talking earlier about the plane sequence at the end being really oh, bad, yeah. and I agree, it's the worst part of the movie. Yeah. Conversely, though, I found myself surprisingly enjoying the fairy action scene. I thought that Eh, scene was great. Where he's flying around and he's like trying to hold it together. I think this is the first movie that really gets what it feels like to be Spider-Man within the action. Like even in the original trilogy, the CGI work was so new that he felt he always felt weightless. Like he yeah. you know, was like a cartoon. And in this movie with the POV shots and the way that they the way that they cut the action specifically when he's in the in that specific one with the fairy I thought was really, really very good in what it would be like to be Spider-Man, the way he's just flying around and always pulling things in different directions. I thought that that was the one action sequence that I really enjoyed, whereas all of the rest of them in this movie, yeah, it's really the weakest part of the movie. The yeah. Washington uh, Monument is. one especially. Was yeah. Bad. yeah, it was weak, yeah. for sure. And, and, yeah. and you but, know, it's, 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 um, it's allusion to uh, what happens with his other female friends where he... You know, he's trying to grab them as they're about to fall. All that stuff was like, 
uh, I just found that. I was like, why are they doing this? Why are they? Because at some point in the near future, I'm sure they're going to do that storyline. And I just found it weird that they would make an allusion yeah. to that in that moment. I was like, I don't, why, yeah. why is this but, happening? But isn't it interesting, though, that in a movie like this that should be known for its action, so many people have responded positively when the action is almost secondary. Yeah, it, it is. is. It really it sh- is. And, and it should have been. Like, I feel like the, the, it, it should have been a lot more that way. But I felt like they had to justify justify what he did in Civil War uh, in a way uh, because he was so awesome in that and he was is so in control of his powers that I yeah. felt like even in this movie it felt like for the most part they were trying to take that back a little bit like he right. was he was just got real Still lucky learning. he got real lucky yeah. in that well, fight by the way though by the way what did you guys think about how they tied in Civil War at the beginning what happened that was great that, that, that was, was wonderful awesome I love it was, that it was really good, and, and and it really set up the the tone of this movie. Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean. He's just a kid. He's just a yeah. kid, and he's been, you know, Snapchatting or yeah. whatever yeah. this entire time. And, it just and it was I good. think they did they did have Tony Stark say, yep. you know, if Captain hadn't pulled his punches, you know, yep. Yep. right. So you kind of get that, That's, which is true, which right. is true. Yeah, and and but they were all pulling their punches. That was a part of the. That was yeah. a part of what they were doing on that tarmac during Civil War, anyway. I mean, they actively were talking. No, about right, the right. Fact I'm just saying it's it's more poignant yes. coming from I agree. him because yes. he did not pull his punches at the end of Civil War with him. Absolutely, so it, was, yeah. it was really cool. Yeah. That was really good. Overall, I think this is great. I think it's yeah. great. I, I don't, Josh, as someone who loved the character of Spider-Man, you really should see this movie because this is it. Really, is just about the character of Spider-Man yeah. than it is anything else. I do think you would. I do think you would enjoy this, Josh. I really do. But you know, I have been beat down by the incessant chewing out of this episode so i'm never going to see this Good. movie solely from you should feel terrible reaction to it and me i'm going to go hey, crawl in a corner and never a watch spider-man story. movies again uh, josh do we need to read off the goodness. list of other movies that you've seen this summer that are so much worse and do i need to recount to you the reasons why i saw them here's a spoiler alert they're all because of you Oh my gosh, let's go. Come on, let's stop this. <laughs> on that beautiful note, let's move on to a movie Josh did see, Baby Driver. So you're just starting your day, or did you just get off? They call, I go, you know. So what is it you do? I'm a driver. Oh, like a chauffeur. Anyone I'd know? I hope not. What is your name? Baby. Your name's Baby. B-A-B-Y, Baby. All right, the IMDb description for this film says, After being coerced into working for a crime boss, a young getaway driver finds himself taking part in a heist doomed to fail. This is the newest film by Edgar Wright, who has done some... Some fun films such as Scott Pilgrim and Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and those kinds of fun movies. So I am excited to hear what you guys thought of this film that has gotten a lot of critical acclaim. Uh, So let's go around and maybe if you want, you can share your, your favorite Edgar Wright film to date and or lack thereof. If you don't like Edgar Wright, feel free to share. And then uh, let us know what you thought of this film. So, in the great hopes that Josh has actually seen this film, Josh, we will start with you. Well, so let me start off by saying I did see this movie. 
But, however, I did zero research on it. So, who's Edgar Wright? You said Scott Pilgrim, Hot Fuzz. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know. Shaun of the Dead. Of the sure. Dead. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've seen two out of three of those, actually. Two out of three. Uh, let's see. Hot Fuzz might have been better than Shaun of the Dead. No, Shaun of the Dead was entertaining. I'll pick those for a tie for my favorite Edgar Wright film. Out of the three I know he okay. did. Well, four now. Okay. Okay, uh, quick question before I give the bulk of my opinion. Was this like Scott Pilgrim um, based on some kind of graphic novel-ish thing? No, it's completely no, no. original. This is, okay, yeah, this Edgar, is completely Edgar Wright original. wrote this. Okay, so the first word in my notes is in fact original. Yes. It, it is original and it's entertaining in fits and spurts kind of um, for me. And that's that's kind of about where it stops. The the initial sequence in the movie, uh, where we first kind of get introduced to the character, was at the same time exciting and entertaining, and then it quickly became, wait, really? Are we are we gonna do this for five more minutes? Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> so it, <sighs> I want to say I really liked it because because of the originality of the idea. But, but your it, heart won't let you. It had well. It had so many problems. Like aside from the main character, who had some kind of depth, albeit a little stereotypical in places. Like the characters were flat, and at the same time inconsistent with their own flatness. And the ending and nearly the entire third act was just cringeworthy, and Lord. Over the top, wow. really cringeworthy. Let the oh, man talk. Let the ending talk. was painful. So overall, I liked the <laughs> I liked the idea that it that it was a movie set to music. I didn't like the fact that the music it was set to wasn't any good. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so if you like action car chase, make sure kind we of give movies, Josh's real email. If you like action car chase kind of movies, if you're a Fast and the Furious fan and want a little bit of bad oh. music to go along Guys, with it. Guys, <laughs> stop him. No, stop him. This no, look, look. Too Guys, far, sir. Too what? far. He went to the theater and saw this movie so we oh. can come on All the for you. and give his five minutes of opinion so you be quiet and let and him I, say what he's going to say. Thank you, you Melody. Respond. And I was silent for the last half hour while you bashed one of the favorite you characters in my childhood silent. by saying this new movie was good. <laughs> Okay, it so up. it was fine. The end. Okay, well that was fun. Uh, okay, well Josh, I will I will just comment on that. That if, if that's your opinion of Baby Driver, then maybe it's not so much a loss that you're not going to see Spider Man Homecoming because <laughs> not like that. <laughs> so with that, let's go to Daniel. Daniel, how do you feel about Edgar Wright, and how do you feel about Baby Driver? Uh, yes. Sorry, I'm still reeling a little bit. Uh, mm. Yes, Edgar Wright is an incredible filmmaker. He has yet to make a bad movie. Um, he just, every one of his movies are so uh, so unique and different and unlike pretty much anything else out there. Uh, and so, and Baby yep. Driver is no different. Um, you know, I, I'm curious. I, I had an interesting experience with this movie. I'm curious if any of you guys have had a, a similar experience. I went to see Baby Driver maybe three weeks ago. And uh, I came out, and I, I liked it a lot, but I was a little bit let down just because I like Edgar Wright so much. I didn't, I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would, even though I did really enjoy it. 
and then I saw it again about a week and a half later, uh, and it was like I was seeing a new movie. Um, I don't know if it was my state of mind the first time I saw it or what, but the second time I watched this movie, I I was floored. Um, it was incredible. Uh, so I don't know what, what my deal was the first time I saw it, but yes, this movie is is amazing. Um, this movie is so original, so unique, and uh, and it, it, the the best word I can I can describe this movie is is visceral. Um, you feel every bit of the action uh, that's on screen. Uh, you you can tell that the actors are really there for the most part. You can tell uh, that that this isn't just full of CGI. There's actually very little CGI in this movie, um, and it is just it's it's all tied to the music, which is fantastic, by the way. Uh, and and it's just it's like a an action musical. Um, like I said, I've never seen an action musical before. It is it's so well done, and it's very surprising. Uh, I, I won't go into any spoilers here, but the ending of this movie is far from cringeworthy. It is surprising, and uh, you, you really don't see it coming, or at least I didn't. Um, and it's it's really really fantastic. Um, and the movie's romantic too. Uh, the 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 romance between uh, Baby and uh, Debbie is is so well done. There's a scene in a laundromat that I think is really, uh, really effortless. And, uh, I really, really enjoyed it a lot. So I, I can go on raving about this movie, uh, on and on, but I really, really loved it. And it was filmed in Atlanta and, uh, and, and (laughs) takes place in Atlanta. And I just moved away from Atlanta. And so among all those other feelings, uh, Mm -hmm. it really made me miss Atlanta a lot. So yeah, this is a fantastic movie. One of the best movies in a long time. All right. I like that description and action musical. All right. Let's see, Chris. What did you yes. think of Baby Driver and Edgar I Wright? Think, okay. So Edgar Wright, I I really love a lot. I think he is, he's uh, like we were all saying, or except, well, I was saying <laughs> and uh, Daniel was saying, uh, he is a very unique filmmaker. He, he does things uh, that you know, his thumbprint's all over. You you know that uh, it's a director with a vision. Um, and uh, from what I heard, I believe this is correct, he left Ant-Man uh, to do this movie. Um, and so he's been working on this for a long time. I think he, like in 1995, had written this script and had been kind of tweaking it and uh, thinking about it and deciding how to shoot it. And the entire time I was watching this movie, I just kept thinking to myself, what, what, what kind of planning would you had to have gone through in order to make sure that the sequences that you are shooting, you, you would line up perfectly with what you needed when you were editing to the music that you're going to be playing? Like, I just, the technical aspect of that is incredible. Daniel, you're right. They didn't use any CGI or green screen in any of the car sequences. That is impressive and, 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 and amazing. Very unlike Fast and the Furious <laughs> yes. uh, on every level. <laughs> Um, and I just, I, I love this movie. I think it, I think it's my favorite movie of the summer. Um, I want to see it again. I want to take people, uh, with me to go see it. I think it is, um, it is so different and so much fun. Uh, it's just, and, and also like a kind of a happy, a happy point, uh, to it. Like when I, when I, when I first went to go see it, I was pretty sure that we were not going to leave the theater happy. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, for me, I felt like it had a, a positive romantic outlook on life. Not everything ends up well. I'm not saying that by any means. But what I am saying is, is that at least the outlook ha- had a, a a positive outlook. And so I, I really was um, thankful for that. The supporting cast is awesome. Kevin Spacey, yeah. 
uh, here is fantastic. John Hamm, I think, is the best I've ever seen him in. Uh, I think he is really good uh, at that. Um, and all of the others, too. John Bernthal, who I'm very familiar with from uh, The Walking Dead. Uh, you know, just all these guys that kind of uh, are on the outside of the, the main story are just really great. Uh, the way the camera's placed, cinematography-wise, it's just a work of art all around. I really loved this movie. I cannot recommend it more highly. If you're looking for an action um, uh, just great time that doesn't really stick all the way to reality but is more kind of uh, more than that, uh, you're going to love Baby Driver. Horrible title, but it's a great movie. All right. That is more like the Chris we know and love. (laughs) Uh, Let's go Chad. Edgar Wright and Baby Driver. So my favorite Edgar Wright movie up to this point is definitely Hot Fuzz. I love the way that it takes the uh, cop, buddy cop uh, action genre and plays with it. But I also agree that I really like all of his movies for sure. This movie uh, I do not think has a terrible title. I think it's a great title. Agreed. It makes it it stand out uh, in the sea of every other boring generic title that there is. And it's very accurate for what I, happens in the movie let me just clarify um, I, I, it's not, confusing no, no, it's a confusing it's title come on how guys. is it conf- how is it confusing because most trailer, of the people it's not confusing most of the people i talked to his name is baby i know i understand all that but most people i've talked to and said go see baby driver they're like what is that i don't want to go they see think baby. it right. sounds so like it, a comedy that's like yeah, just a stupid I, summer I, it's comedy. just so if those people haven't seen the trailer, of course, of course they're not going to know what it is. But if you've seen the trailer, it makes perfect sense. We so will fine. talk about this in our top three, how important Listen, it is. Listen, I'm sorry. You need better friends that can't be confused so easily. So anyway. <laughs> just, just tell your friends it's the sequel to Boss Baby. It'll yeah, exactly. Yeah. So back to the movie. It opens with one of the great car chase sequences ever put to film, period. It is so exciting and the way that it is shot is thrilling in a way that the Fast and Furious films just haven't done in forever um, because it's so grounded in reality. I agree with everything that's been said about the way that they use the soundtrack to sync up the action and you literally have gunfire that hits yeah. on certain beats in the song. All of that stuff is, is, is really, really great. Uh, the supporting cast is on point here. I mean, Kevin Spacey... John Hamm, all these guys are totally chewing the scenery for sure. Is it Elza Gonzalez or Isa Gonzalez, <clears throat> who plays John Hamm's lover? Is gr- all of these characters are great. This is a hyper real movie. It takes very much like Edgar Wright does. It takes the tropes of a j- certain genre and then turns it up to eleven, yep. and then tells you to buckle in and enjoy the ride. This is actually by far, and it's not even close, my new favorite Edgar Wright movie. Yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. Agreed. I think that this movie is one hundred percent on point, and. You know, all of us, to some varying degrees and at certain times in our lives, have all worked in the field of production. I cannot imagine anyone who has ever actually had to be behind a camera uh, or edit something together cannot just be in total awe Uh at the art and craftsmanship that it took to put this thing together. And it's not just superfluous style like you would get from somebody like Guy Ritchie where it's just everything's a smash cut and it's a quick zoom and all that where it doesn't really enhance. 
Everything that happens in this movie happens for a reason, and it's executed at the highest level. Now, you may not buy into what they're selling, but if you do, you're, you are in for one of the most joyous and pleasant experiences at, at, the, at the theater that you can have. I mean, everything is super cool, but it's not played in a way that it's silly. Like, this is not a comedy. This is, you know, there are real stakes, real things happen. It's in a, like I said, it's in a hyper-real state, but not so much that you don't feel... Uh, worried for the characters you don't feel you're cheering for them it has a foot chase scene in here and yes I said foot chase that is is almost as exciting as the car chases it's great just just from the top to the bottom all the care that went into making this movie uh, is right there on the screen and so for me I just think it this is a clear clear home run and the performances are great the music is great the story is fantastic. I bought the relationship between the characters. It's almost like this almost feels, and in particular, there's one scene where they're in a diner, and it almost feels like Quentin Tarantino. This movie feels like Quentin Tarantino, except not cynical. And mm-hmm. so it feels like uh, Tarantino light, but that's not, I don't mean that in a negative uh, way at all. So I cannot recommend this movie enough. It's fantastic. I will absolutely see it again. I don't think I've seen anything even close. Uh, this summer uh, yeah. to as good as this movie is. So, yeah, huge, huge recommend for me. I freaking love it. All right. Yeah, Chad yeah. is very positive. Uh, I would say I, I concur uh, with Chad's enthusiasm as well. Uh, I have liked Edgar Wright up to this point. Like, I, I liked all those movies, Scott Pilgrim, Hot Fuzz, but I don't know that I could choose a favorite or that I would say, like, this is one of my favorite filmmakers. But after this movie, like, he's definitely moving to the top of my list for all the reasons that you guys have already said. Like, I felt kind of like I was just in, like, an art exhibit of, like, just some passionate artist who just loves film and who has done something new and different. And so, yeah. you know, the, the story was good and, and all of that, but it was more just, like, marveling in the, the art of what I was seeing. And uh, the performances, like you guys have said, were awesome. Kevin Spacey was... Definitely my personal favorite character in this movie. Um, and I, I think I, I don't I can't understand comparing it to the Fast and Furious movies because I think like <laughs> all of the reasons that I hate those movies, like were all the reasons that I loved this movie. Um, just the, you know, I, I don't know. It wasn't crazy and super. Um, oh, I don't even know what the words are for Fast and Furious movies. I don't watch them anymore, but. The car chases in this movie were extremely believable. Yes, it's all hyper real, but it's like in this it's like in this artistic world that you just love it and go along with it. All the music stuff is amazing, like you guys have said. Um, and so I, I, I agree. I don't think I could recommend this movie higher. Um, and, and that's saying a lot because this was another one that I went into like, uh, I don't want to go see a depressing movie about the mafia and blah, blah, blah. And... I, I just I wasn't excited to see it, despite the critical acclaim. But um, after seeing it, I'm I'm definitely a huge fan, and I love the heart behind it as well. Not just the art, but the the ending. I loved. I I thought it was yeah. just really I- encouraging and and happy, but real, but not real, but just great. It fit with the art. It was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so guys, Jamie Fox in this movie is fantastic. That's right, yes. Jamie Fox so too. Good. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know movie. why I didn't mention him before. That's my, Holy my crap. bad. Yeah. That guy is great. 
Yep. He is he's on a different level. Like I haven't seen you, him man. that good I mean, in a I while. Loved, I love John Hamm, but he was just kind of playing yeah. John Hamm a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But Jamie Foxx was like legit terrifying in this movie. He was great. Yes. Yeah. And and Chad, you're right. You said this isn't a comedy, but don't get me like there's a lot of funny stuff in this movie. There are hilarious yeah. movies for sure. It's yeah. kind of a comedy. Yeah. No, I would say Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz are comedies. Right. This yeah. Is not no, I agree. I right. agree. But there are definitely hilarious moments. Plenty. Yeah. And another thing I wanted to say too is that even though it has the R rating, which is deserved, like it, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like a hard R. Like it feels very watchable by even those with maybe more sensitive uh yeah sure palettes. yeah we i i was we were talking with a group of friends and i was saying where they place the camera and how they show violence is actually really restrained and yeah. not done to shock or especially at the uh, end just like you're saying it's not a tarantino level of violence like there's a scene where uh he's in a car the camera's attached through the um passenger door window through him and you can see uh you know something that's about to go down and then he like drives forward and then drives back and then in the interim in between those two points something terrible has happened but you never really see it uh it's more like a lot of implied stuff but it it all fits within the world that's happening and i i was really like wow this is i feel tense it's not like i don't feel like there are stakes at all i think i feel like there are a lot of stakes but I don't feel like he's being exploitative with like w- what he has, what he could be doing with uh, with this violence and and all that stuff. So I I really appreciate it. I, it felt like he was he knew exactly what he wanted, and what we got was incredible. I thought yeah. it was really great. Agreed. All right. Well, before we go to spoilers, let's give our uh, final recommendations. Although I can probably predict what they'll be. So, Josh. <laughs> You have another step step up at the plate. Let's hear what you have to say. I'm just going to be yelled down. I don't I don't understand why we're even throwing to me at this point. Oh come on! Should our nice Chad, listeners go see this movie? Chad almost won me over with his review. See, I, mean, uh, I had a feeling Chad you were getting run, run because won it's over. true. I did. I again, knew Josh. most most of what you said is true. Most of what you said is true. So one of the <laughs> things that I had originally thought of in reaction to this movie and forgot to say in my initial review is that one of my problems with it was it didn't take itself seriously enough to be a drama but it wasn't funny enough to be a comedy and so I don't know really where to place it in my head because if it's supposed to be a drama thriller action it's too cheesy for me especially at the end but if it's supposed to be a comedy, I can kind of see it. I just wish it were a little bit funnier. It had its funny moments. And like you said, Jamie Foxx was fantastic. John Hamm was fantastic. Kevin Spacey was good, but his character was terrible. Um, overall, it is, it's worth a see simply for its originality and the fact that everyone else liked it and I was the only one who was kind of negative on it. Um, and even I, I didn't hate the movie. I've seen a lot worse movies. I just, I had problems with it. So, sure, go see it because original original cinema needs to be supported. Miracles happen, In this era people. of the sixth Spider-Man movie. Miracles <laughs> happen. Uh, all right, Josh retracts his hatred a little bit and we're all feeling much better. And, like, maybe we can continue on as a group of fellow podcasters. So, thank you for that, Josh. Uh, Daniel, what do you say? 
absolutely go see this in theaters. There's no question. You need to definitely, definitely see this on the big screen. It'll still be good when you rent it, but do not wait to rent it. Go see it in the theater for sure. All right, Chris, what do you say? I mean, I think you should go see this movie as soon as you can. If if you didn't know anything about it, if you hadn't heard about it, or you heard about the, the title and you thought that's a dumb title... You're right, um, but you're wrong no. about the movie. Uh, the movie <laughs> is really wonderful. It is, it is, oh, it's so good. You Please go see this movie in the theater. See it with a group of people. Uh, you're going to have a blast. It is so good. Go see it. All right. Chad? Absolutely. It's not a bad title. It's a great title. Yep. And it has made up uh, to this point it was made on a budget i think of around 32 33 million and it's uh, worldwide already at 70 uh i, I know this is going to be a shock but i'm actually going to 100 percent agree with josh and say the primary reason to see this movie is not because it's the best movie that's out there this summer although that is a compelling reason it's because supporting these kinds of movies is the only way we're going to get more of these kinds of movies instead of the instead of the endless drivel of the last four or five weeks it's no coincidence that uh daniel and i have been the only two i know chris amelia are out of town to review the last several movies and i'm sure that they don't feel bad that they missed out on the gems like transformers <laughs> oh, and all the other garbage bummer. that we had to review well, Darn Chris it. probably is. Yeah, Chris sad, is actually obviously. sad about that. Chris probably yes. pretty sad. Guys, it, guys, it should say something to you that I still have not seen and will not probably yes, see will. in theaters. Hey, Chris, <laughs> I'm gonna hey, listen. I'm gonna say this. You actually, you should see it. It's better than the last two or three. Daniel doesn't think so, but what? It's what? Anyway. All that to say, really? all, it is. No. It's the second best one. No, it's, it's the not. second best one. It's not even. Don't close. get me started. Anyway. Don't get me started. <laughs> wow. Anyway. So. Ultimately, you should see this movie in the theater multiple times, as I am going to do. I saw it today for the first time, and I will see it again before the weekend is over. It's fantastic. Go see it in the theater. Support original cinema, people. Amen. That's all. I concur, Chad. I think that is the, the main reason to go see this movie, and I hope that lots of people will go see it. And I'm, I'm a little, like, I hope we haven't built it up too much on this podcast, because I don't think it's, like, the best movie ever made. It's just, like a really great display of cinematic art that anyone would enjoy. All right, well, with all of those glowing reviews, I don't think we need to go into spoilers this time. Everyone just needs to go see it and enjoy the greatness that is Baby Driver. Now, let's head into our top three. Three, two, one. The top three. All right, our top three this episode has been a source of great contention, soul-searching, (laughs) <laughs> and conflict among the screeners. So I am pleased to be the one who gets to announce this. <laughs> you thrive in this environment, don't you, Josh? I do. I love it. Your tears make me strong. Um, oh, Lord. Our top three this episode is weird slash bad movie titles, TV titles. And as Chad pointed out behind the scenes, there are a lot of ways to interpret this. And... Some would say that is what makes good art. If you can make it your own and interpret it in the way that is most fitting to your life. And I happen to agree with that. So we posted this on Facebook and a couple of ideas I gave to get the ball rolling were titles for a movie or TV show that are just bizarre and we have no idea why something was ever titled that. Or titles that make sense as words or sentences but don't fit with the content they're supposed to go with. Like 
Chris thought Baby Driver was. I'm still not sure Baby why Driver. that was a bad title, since it would not. both fit the content and was the title of a Beatles song that they played at the end Simon of the Simon and Garfunkel. Anyway. Okay, I'm going to crawl out of my shame corner. and <laughs> This list is already <laughs> off to a great start, yeah, Josh. This is, I am I'm bored already. <laughs> this is the most talking idea, I've got Chris. to do this entire episode. I'm going to soak it up. Chad, what is your number three bad weird movie title did you even know how to interpret this top three challenge i had so many options that this putting this list together gave me great (laughs) consternation because it's ridiculous so on the one hand i could just google terrible movie names and look for the ones that seem like they're the most ludicrous or i could try and make it attached to something that the movie title was misleading compared to the actual movie. So in the end, I sort of went that way. The only rules I gave myself was that it had to be a movie that I had actually seen. Uh, Otherwise, because when I Googled uh, weird movie titles, I'm not kidding, I found one called I Killed My Lesbian Wife, Hung Her on a Meat Hook, and Now I Have a Three-Picture Deal at Disney. That's a real movie. (laughs) That's a real movie. Okay. Oh pro- that's a real movie. To the top three that from is, a Google search. That is amazing. That's a real movie. That's a real movie. <laughs> wow. But that's my point is that I haven't seen that movie, although I am intrigued by the premise. <laughs> <That's laughs> that's on my top three. That's a great title. title to see now. So I am now if, changing my suppose, top three. Right. If there is one good thing to come from this ridiculous top three, it's that I found that gem. That's amazing. So, so my rules were I had to have seen it, and I tried to go more along the lines of a, a movie title that doesn't fit with what the movie is although in some cases is it just because it's literally not what it is there's no room for metaphor so this list i hate it okay let me get that out of the way now i feel better my number Chad three does not, does not do well with paradox and inconsistency. i don't remember that i don't so my number three is a movie that i saw when i was way too young to see it i'm going to say it's probably seven or eight and i saw it because we had some friends uh, across the street where we lived had an older teenage brother and when my parents would leave and my parents don't listen to this podcast so I don't care he would bring horror movies over and we would watch them and so this one is called children shouldn't play with dead things and in <laughs> fact in this movie there are no children and I and and the, the dead thing only happens at the very end and so I was we even as a nine-year-old when we watched this movie we were like completely bored and like this sucks this is the worst what is i don't understand what happened so that was my first experience with the misleading title therefore it made my list at number three thank you this is this is absolutely already my favorite top three you've ever done (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay daniel you're next number three i concur with chad this top three is stupid uh, so, <laughs> man, my guys. Only <laughs> welcome back, Chris. We've missed. This you was guys. originally Chris's idea. Everyone, you know what? I am never pitching another idea ever. I sent this out once. Everybody hated it. Then I came back, and somehow they had all decided to do the things they hated. I don't know how this happened. Nobody hated it. We just couldn't understand it, Chris. You literally us. spent the last ten us. minutes describing how much you hate this topic. Let's be okay. honest. So, I hate it. despite I my thinking it's stupid, uh, my, oh my rules gosh. my rules were very similar to Chad's. It, it, I I had to pick a mainstream movie. You know, one that I've seen, uh, just not one of those random B-movies. So, uh, and they just had to have a title that annoyed me. And so all of the titles here that I've picked have colons. Uh, I think that's appropriate. So uh, number three, 
for me is Batman V period Superman colon Dawn of Justice. Uh, I think that title is dumb and overly dramatic, just like the film it's attached to. So it's not misleading. It's just a stupid title. And it's a terrible movie. So yep. anything we can do to bash on it, I'm pro. I was pro hoping that. someone would pick that, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't, this is this is warming my heart. Melody, please continue this train of amazingness. <laughs> All right. Well, I certainly concur with the stupidity of this top three uh, and the frustration that comes with trying to make some sense of it. So the rules that I set for myself were, for, it did have to be a movie that I had seen, but it also had to be one that I either really liked or really wanted to like, right? Because if it's a stupid movie anyway, or if I don't care that I don't really care if it has a stupid title. So it had to be one that I, I either really enjoyed or I wanted to enjoy. Uh, and then it was the, it was more, I more went with the dumb title thing than the misleading because I feel like that is extremely subjective and probably not worth anyone's time to listen to. So uh, with that said, my number three is a film called The Englishman Who Went Up a Hill But Came Down a Mountain. Now this is actually quite a good film. I enjoy the movie. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I did like it. But I just remember as a kid, I don't remember what VHS tape it was, but it was a movie that I watched a lot, maybe like while you were sleeping or something like that. And I would watch the trailers that were on the VHS tape. And every time this trailer would come on, it would just be so awkward with the guy like at the end of the trailer saying the title, the Englishman who went up a hill but came down a mountain. And it was just such a mouthful. So it, it was one of those ones like that stuck out in my childhood memories as a strange movie title. So that is my number three. It wasn't your number three wasn't Briscoe County Junior. That's, that's a kind of a weird title. title. No, it's not. It's his name is Briscoe County Junior. It's a great title. Leave it Wait, alone. that's that's his name. Okay, that's his name. All right, Briscoe. Great show. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> I hope you're happy with yourself. <laughs> Chris, this is all your fault. What yeah. is your number three? I have to say, I hate this topic. I don't know who chose <laughs> it, who decided that whoever came up with this should be shot. That's all I'm saying. No, so here's the deal oh, for agreed. me. I decided because there's so many, just like you were saying, uh, Chad, there's so many options. I decided to limit myself. I was going to go with sequels. And this, this, um, this trend, I guess I would say, to you you were saying, Daniel, that you all of yours had colons in them. Well, there's this trend now in Hollywood to not have that colon anymore and to somehow tell yourself this is a sequel without that colon. I feel like The Dark Knight started this trend. Um, maybe not. I mean, I'm sure there are other options. There are other things here. But my number three that kind of follows this and I think is an absolutely horrible title for a movie is live free or die hard um (laughs) so bad bad. um and what was interesting what what i don't like about this friend this this particular naming scheme is you can't tell what movie what order these movies come in anymore so like if you're watching a series and you want to watch the, the die hard series you have no idea when live free or die hard comes into play unless you look at the date you have to go on to imdb or whatever so it's just i don't know you could you could look at like die harder die hardest die die hard with a vengeance die harder with a yeah die harderest uh (laughs) anyway so i just this is not good live free or die hard what a terrible name for a movie decent movie though 
What a terrible name for a movie. <laughs> yeah, let's just stop there. It was a decent movie. I'm with you, Daniel. Yeah. <clears throat> did you just okay. say it's a decent movie? Yes. Yeah, really? He did. It's he decent. Said that. It's decent. It's fine. It's the third best of the diehards. It's better than Wonder Woman. Go ahead. Oh, Mike. God. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> what? I do not agree with that. All right. I'm just. I'm not. All right. My turn now. I'm out. Peace. That said. Wow. Okay. So I will reiterate my opinion that this is the best top three we have ever done. And it is making Nobody's my, my evening Nobody's listening at this point. Wonderful. It's okay. That's fine. I know. I'm aware of that. So, and I think you guys are all putting yourself into small of a box by setting rules for your choices. I mean, come on. This is the top three. My rules I were that I started out with movies that I saw and then I gave it up because I have a great pick and a great reason for my pick for one of them. But it's not number three. Number three is a movie that I have seen and actually really liked, but was just unclear as to why it was called this. And that is The Place Beyond the Pines with uh, Ryan Gosling and Bradley Cooper, which is a very good movie. It's Shakespearean in scope. And so I, I had to Google it because... I found myself putting it on my list and I had to Google why it was named this. And so it turns out it was named after Schenectady, New York, which Schenectady is a Mohawk Indian word, which means place beyond the pines. So, and that brought to mind a movie that almost made my list, which was Synecdoche, New York. So apparently Schenectady just inspires good movies with weird titles. Okay. Fair enough. Moving. And you win the award for the worst anecdote of the night. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Why are you so mean? I love it. Please don't put that in our podcast. (laughs) I'm embarrassed. You picked this top top three. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. I know that anecdote was... I know that anecdote kept everyone awake. So we'll move on to number two, Chad. In the actual attempt of putting together a list that made sense this is the one that's probably the most boring but is at least accurate that movie is Lars von Trier's Antichrist now (laughs) now let me talk I I don't even want to have any of you guys seen Antichrist I have not no No. okay so then it's not worth discussing The, the the title I guess at some level no, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Any 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 way you try to get there based on what this movie actually is, it's just it's sensationalist. Uh, even though the movie is, it's rough. But anyway, that's my number two for uh, misleading slash weird slash confusing whatever this is. Slash whatever this list is. Best topic ever, Daniel. Yeah. What is your number two? My number two, uh, like I said, it's all about the colons for me. Uh, this is also a great movie, um, but a very weird title. Precious, colon, based on the novel Push by Sapphire. <laughs> that's a good that's, that, that is a good pick. That is the full title of the movie. Yeah. Precious is not inherently a bad movie because it's the main character's good, name. I mean, a, a bad movie. name. But uh, but the, the name as a whole is... Uh, I, I don't even know why they had to do that. It must be copyright reasons. I don't know. Whatever the reasons, it's a stupid name to, for a pretty good movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great, great pick. It is a great pick. Melody, what's your number two? Well, in my efforts to not change my top three once I lock them in, uh, even though somebody else already used this one, uh, and there are so very many to choose from, but this one definitely came to mind uh, quickly when this... Uh, top three was brought up 
And that is uh, Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. Yes. Uh, I, I I I still have to actually look up what the name of that movie is. Like even after all the talk and all the whatever, like I, I can't even remember it because it's just so weird and a strange mouthful. And I just it's it's a terrible terrible title. Not for a great movie. It's not one of the ones that I loved, but I wanted to love it, and the title did not help. So there you go. But it's where we met the beginnings of the Justice League. It totally makes sense if you squint really hard and ignore the movie. But your mother's name is Martha? (laughs) (laughs) We're friends now. Oh, jeez. Good times. All right, Chris, how about you? All right, so uh, somehow we uh, double back to the Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, And for me, Too Fast, Too Furious. Mm-hmm. Has to oh, be yes. great one of the worst. Oh yes. Th- then the also by extension, because this, there's no rules, uh, their whole naming scheme makes no sense. Fast and Furious is the fifth film in the franchise, I believe, uh, but that's different. It's the fourth. Than the first film. It's four. Sorry. And that's different. Than the first film, which is the Fast and the Furious. So, um, so are you, are you saying that you're picking more than one movie for this? I one am spot? picking the <laughs> oh, entire okay. Fast confused. and Furious franchise as the, in their naming scheme, which makes no sense and is terrible uh, and uh, should be burned. So there we go. That's how I feel about okay. it. Okay, there you go. And and if you were to translate those titles into a language that didn't have definite articles, you'd just be totally hosed. How would you know which I is which? I wonder how these do translate overseas. <laughs> what are they? Like, Fast Car Movie 1, Fast Car Movie 2. <laughs> Car Fast is the Am third one. Am I supposed one. to be offended now? I don't know. I can't tell. I, no. It's 2017. I feel like I'm supposed to be offended at everything. I, I'm offended by the Fast and the Furious movies. <laughs> oh, okay. That's good. Okay, my turn. Number two for me is a movie that I just love. I really love this movie, but I get to rag on its title a little bit because it's always been a little confusing to me and perhaps someone can clear it up for me. And that is Goodwill Hunting. Yes. Is, is Will good or is he just looking for his good side? But but wait, his last name is Hunting. It must so it must be the first one. He must already be good. But why is he good? Is this title just Sean's message to Will? Uh, or is the movie really just about going shopping at a thrift store? I have so many questions. <laughs> wow. Not a bad pick, wow. actually. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. This, this That answer right there is the entire reason you made us do this list, Josh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fact. Wait till we get to number one. <laughs> He's very right. excited Speaking about Speaking of number one. number one, it is your turn, Chad. This was What's the easiest one for me. Super easy because it's a title that even when it came out, and it came out a long time ago, back in 1987, I didn't understand. And that is with the now uh, disgraced um, Bill Cosby as a spy, Leonard Part 6. Have you guys seen <laughs> Leonard Part 6? No. Please don't no. Me you have. What are you talking I have not. Oh my gosh. I didn't even hear about this movie. What is this movie? Okay. This was a big movie. So he was a old. massive. I am old. Okay, this is true, okay? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to die first. You guys are all going to come to my funeral, okay? I understand <laughs> oh, that. Oh, let's not <laughs> even start. Yeah. Chris, don't start. Don't, don't get excited, Chris. Don't eat Chris. Mexican before you come to my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> so, call back. Hashtag. So anyway, Leonard Part Six is was at the time a, a big um, tentpole kind of release. Bill Cosby was a massive movie star, and he it's a, a kind of a 
parody slash almost like Edgar Wright does, uh, but with the spy genre. The thing about this movie is that there is no Leonard Part 1, 2, 3, 4, or 5. This is just the name of the one movie that came out. It's an hour and 25 minutes long, and it's terrible. But clearly, the worst name of all time related to this list that I could think of. So there you go. Leonard Part 6. You guys haven't seen it. I can't recommend that you do, but there's there's my answer. Okay, that was a fantastic pick. So Daniel, what is yours and can you top Chad? I I probably can't, but uh I went a little Chris on this one. Uh I also <laughs> you picked, picked three <laughs> movies with a colon. Uh I picked Here 5. I picked 5. Uh I picked a <laughs> franchise. Uh so Chris does have me beat with the worst named franchise there with Fast and Furious. That's a great pick. Uh, but I, I submit the second worst named franchise. It's just uh, gr- some great movies, but a horribly inconsistent naming scheme here. So it's Jurassic Park. Okay, so we have Jurassic Park. Ooh, Chris is going to be so angry at you. Great movies. Then we have The Lost World, colon Jurassic Park. Then we have <laughs> Jurassic Park, Roman numeral three. And then Jurassic World, and now Jurassic World, colon, Fallen Kingdom. Horribly inconsistent. Uh, And so, therefore, it's my pick for this stupid top three. Yeah, you're also wrong that it's not full of great movies. You could say great movie. Fair enough. End it right there. Fair enough. Yeah, I said it, Chris. I said it. What? I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Oh. As soon as Jurassic <laughs> Park was mentioned, I was like, I'm out. I can't I can't do this anymore. Can't do this anymore. <laughs> All right. So Melody, you're up. All right, well, my number one answer is the the correct answer in my opinion, I just like to say, because I hate this title so much. I hate it so much. I don't even really want to say it, but I feel like I need to participate in this ridiculousness, so uh, this is a movie that is a good movie, but it, it just, it takes, it takes, it takes it too far. And that is, I don't want to say it. <laughs> it's Octopussy. I really hate it. I really hate it a lot. It just, you know. Could you explain why I, you hate it? Yes. Just for you. No, I will not explain it, but I don't Pushy like girl. it. Mm. I think it's absolutely terrible. It's, it's evocative in all the wrong ways. <laughs> it is of okay. its time, people. Come on. <laughs> it's your turn, Chris. Just just take Make it away. It so, <laughs> so, so for me, another series that I think has kind of jumped the shark on this, and I don't really like it that it is the series because it's one of my favorite series of all time. In fact, it probably is. Um, I just don't like what they've done to it. Uh, and that is uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. Um, no colon. It's just Star Trek Into Darkness. That's a sentence, kind of. Um, so I just, that was like, what? And then, of course, they've continued that on Star Trek Beyond. Um, so I don't know. I, I think I like Beyond better. Uh, but Star Trek Into Darkness for me was just very like, wow, this is this is horrible. Uh, why couldn't we just call it Star Trek something else i know they wanted to stay away from star trek 2 um but it could have been a lot better than that so anyway for me did not love it 
It was horrible, Chris. It was a horrible movie, and I'm glad you're finally admitting that. Yeah. That wasn't a good movie. You're right about no, that. No, it wasn't. So the the Into Darkness was a meta commentary on the direction of the franchise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Beyond was good. So there Beyond you go. Beyond was. Back. That's, a, that's true. Very Beyond the good. darkness, there is light. Oh, my gosh. Lesson in that for all of us. Just move on. Okay. Just move it on. I'm up. Oh. I'm up. It's going to be great. My number one is is a hate listing because that's what I love to do. I And I totally... Let me let me just say I totally get what they're doing with this title. I understand it. I just hate it. And the title is Sevenin. The the number seven does not look like a sideways V. <laughs> uh, oh come on! This is why we oh, did the list. Sevenin. Oh man. The, n- the number does not look like a sideways V, and there's no reason they needed to make it a number unless the movie itself is about recursion. And if it really is about recursion, I apologize because I hate the title so much that I've never seen the movie. Oh my so gosh, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Don't be surprised. Josh hasn't seen anything. All right. So <laughs> we posted our top three on Facebook uh, before recording this. And I, I just have to mention a few a few of our listeners' comments. Um, someone mentioned, Anthony mentioned The Men Who Stare at Goats uh, and said he never saw it because the title turned him off. And I'm here to say you need to reconsider that because that is a funny movie. It's a, well, it's a good, it's a good satire um, and you should see it. But Britain chimed in with... I am with stunned at the movies that you have seen <laughs> versus the movies Thank that you, you have Chad. not seen. I, I am here to serve as a constant foil to your expectations and a constant splash of the new and original in your life, Chad. Thank you so much. That's what I'm here Thank for. You. I appreciate uh, it. Britain chimed in with a couple movies that I'm pretty sure he got from watching Mystery Science Theater 3000, but maybe not, maybe not. Uh, Number one was Manos, The Hands of Fate, which I think was picked Mm -hmm. by MST3K as the worst movie of all time. Um, I think there were hands involved in that movie, so maybe it makes sense. His number two was Fat Guy Goes Nutsoid from 1986, which I also like. (laughs) Number three... (laughs) The Positively True Adventures of the Alleged Texas Cheerleader Murdering Mom, which is almost as good as the one that Chad led off this segment with. True. And he also mentioned um, the whole Edge of Tomorrow, Live, Die, Repeat thing, which, yeah, I never understood that either. That's the same thing that I feel like Baby Driver gets into and that people no. are just confused to what movie they saw. Like in 10 years, they'll be like, what was the name of that movie? Edge. It no, was like no, a great that, film. It's it literally the awesome opposite stuff. of what com- you're saying. What was the name of it different. again? I forgot. <laughs> I forgot what the name of that movie is. It's, it's the opposite of that. <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow <laughs> is what you already forget. Ba- how are you going to forget Baby Driver? You can't forget. Chad's right, Chris. Sorry to tell you. Thank you. I have one more comment to mention that is eden and who gave us four movies number one is chud which stands for cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers contaminated hazardous urban disposal boom yep okay there's a double meaning i'm gonna have to google both of those you're welcome number two was octopussy so you're you're welcome melody yay and backed you up there Number three is Hell Comes to Frogtown, and number four is Any Pirates of the Caribbean Movie. You're listening to the Screeners Podcast.
Well, that's going to do it for this episode of The Screeners. We hope that you've enjoyed our take and our special extra-long episode. As always, we love to hear from you. You can reach us by email at screenerscast at gmail.com. And if you get a chance, follow us on our social media channels. On Facebook, search for Screeners Podcast. And on Twitter, we are at ScreenersCast. If you get a few moments, jump on over to iTunes and leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. We'll see you next time when we'll be reviewing War for the Planet of the Apes. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to ScreenersPodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.